Welcome to Life Without Secrets. Do you often find yourself comparing your life to your friends on social media? You see the glamour, the success, the perfect family, the perfect kids, the awesome vacations. But what's really behind the highlight reel? In Life Without Secrets, we are going to dive deep and reveal the secrets, struggles, and strategies people have used in real life to get to who they are now and who they are becoming. Because the truth is, nobody is perfect. And you are never alone in what you're going through. So don't forget to subscribe to the show because it's time to connect on a deeper level and grow together. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome an exceptional guest to share her insights that will transform the way you look into the mirror. Today on the show, we have Julie Nee, a dynamic speaker, seasoned trainer, and leader with 25 years of business experience, including a significant tenure at the Hershey Company, co-creator of the Power of Positive Leadership training program at the John Gordon Companies, Julie's impact is very undeniable. She's not just a professional. She's a passionate teacher of positivity, heart-centered leadership, and enthusiasm. In this episode, Julie unveils the essence of her book, Mirror Mirror, Five Reflections to Clear the Fog and Help You Shine. Julie has crafted a framework that empowers individuals to embrace their authenticity and remove the distortion that limits their potential. Today's episode will inspire personal growth, authentic connections, and a belief in yourself to keep going after those goals. So let's dive in. Julie, welcome to Life Without Secrets. Wow, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. You know what? It's actually one of my favorite things to do. Some people are like, record your introduction beforehand. And I'm like, no, I want them to hear the words spoken to them because they matter. And like, they are amazing. And that's why I'm having you on my show. Like you've, you've done a lot of work and I want others to learn from you. So thank you for coming on here. Yeah. So you've done all these amazing things, right? You've worked in the Hershey Company. You co-created the power of positive leadership. You have this, a lot of success in business and leadership and sales, marketing, right? So I'm actually curious um, because I really like to dive into the person and like what was going on behind the book and like learn about you and your personal journey, because I think that that really sets the stage for others that are maybe walking through similar paths and wanting a solution, right? So I want to know, like, what was inside of you that led you to write your book, Mirror Mirror? Yes. Well, it's interesting because when I left Hershey about a little more than eight years ago, and I joined John Gordon and his team, I started being surrounded by a lot of authors. So obviously John Gordon is a best-selling author, but a lot of people on our team are authors. And I think when I first joined, I never thought I would write a book. I just, I'm a business person, right? I was, I've been successful in business and now I want to speak. And I never really knew or thought that I had a book inside me. Um, But the more I got inspired, number one, just by the people around me. um, And then two, I went through some things and I wanted to share more about those things and what I learned in the process. And one of those, and it's not, it's not the story in the book, it's, it's in there in pieces, but it's not the main story. Um, but I did go through a breast cancer experience in 2019 and really the lessons that I learned learned and the difficulty I had looking in the mirror when I was going through some of those cancer things after losing my hair and my eyebrows and my eyelashes and all of those things. And really the way I would speak to myself in an incredibly cruel way, I just had to reframe that and I had to do better for myself. 
And so some of those things that I learned during that time really helped me create the framework for Mirror Mirror. Wow. Yeah. And that is so powerful. And I think whether it was a health condition or, you know, the negativity that grasped a hold of us, like I think we can all relate so much to looking in the mirror and saying a lot of negative things, right? Like I, I've been there myself. Oftentimes we look back and we're like, why was I so mean to myself? Like, I wish I looked like that, you know, when I was 10 years before, you know, like this is like a common thing. Like we, I think this isn't everybody. Like this is something I think every single person listening can, you know, if they get real vulnerable with themselves, like admit that like when they look in the mirror, there's often times where negativity has a grasp on us. Right. So no question. Yeah. So how do we choose to make this a conscious effort to change that? Do you have any like tips or tools or tricks that maybe worked for you that you could share with us that kind of open that door to saying nicer things to yourself, becoming more positive and um, maybe uplifting to yourself? Yes. And I think the very first thing is awareness, noticing it, and being able to stop it in its tracks because we all do it. And, and oh, by the way, I might be somewhat of an expert on this. I still do it all the time and I have to stop myself. So I think the very first thing is, you know, I may step in front of the mirror in the morning and I may go, oh, the wrinkles or my gray roots or I've gained a few pounds or whatever those things I'm starting to say. And I literally have to say, stop, stop. What can you say that's positive about yourself? We, and, 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 and we've all heard this a hundred times, right? We speak to ourselves the way we would never, ever speak to our best friend, our child, our mother, really anyone. But, but the things that we say, and, and I've literally asked people to turn to someone, and why don't you say the things to your friend that's next to you? Look them in the eye and say the things that you've been saying to yourself in the mirror, they can't do it. They won't do it because it's so cruel. So part of it is really awareness. And for me, especially when I was going through the cancer thing, it, it, it was scary. I mean, if I'm being really honest, I looked at myself in the mirror. I felt like I had no face. The hair, you know, the being bald was hard enough, but you can manage that with a wig. But when you lose your eyebrows and your eyelashes as a woman, it really, for me, felt like my face was erased. And so, and, and I would say terrible things to myself and my kids would be like, oh, mom, you're beautiful. And honestly, I was like, mm, come on, like you're being ridiculous. I don't feel beautiful. So I didn't want to say something to myself that I didn't feel was true. What I could say as I looked at myself in the mirror is you are strong. You are invincible. You are a badass. You are conquering this thing, whatever it was that I could say that was more positive than you're scary, you know, so really just that awareness piece. And then one of the things that I did that was really so effective for me, and I think anyone could try this. And that is when, you know, maybe we're aging, maybe we feel ugly, maybe we don't feel great, whatever the thing is in the mirror, grab a picture of yourself as a child so I grabbed this cute little picture of me as a young girl. I mean, it's adorable. Like I was cute. I was like five or six years old, right? I grabbed the picture and I stuck that to my mirror and I talked to her. So I didn't have to talk to my 
50 whatever year old self, I talked to that cutie cute little girl in the mirror that was taped to the mirror and we can all do that. So it, it, it kind of makes it easier when we're being mean to our current self, if maybe we talk to our younger self and be kind to her first, and then we can slowly learn how to be kinder to our current self. I love those things. And, you know, I think like we've just come out of like a holiday season, right? And I think that being busy and going through this holiday season, I think even more people get in like this kind of a depressing mode. And it's, I think it's a lot of the time it's because we're we're giving and we're not filling our own cups, you know, we're not recharging our batteries, you know, and it's a season where our to-do lists are like, they were already full and now they're over the top. And so there's overwhelm. And to, for me, that's like when a lot of the negativity starts creeping in. Like when I'm not recharging my own battery, like it's just like, what else can I say to myself that's just going to be mean because I'm already low. Right. And so I tr- speak low to myself. And, um, just like you said, you know, in your book and right now, like, you know, finding those words about ourselves to speak to ourselves, I think is so powerful. And so, like, I was like, well, how do I find those words? You know, and I actually read your book during that season, which was honestly so powerful. And I would highly recommend it for people entering that busy season of life. Maybe it's this year and you're trying to tackle your goals or maybe going into the next holiday season, like keep it on standby for yourself, you know, and read Julie's book, Mirror Mirror, because it really gave me some tools to get through that in a positive way. And one of the things I did to find the words, because sometimes we struggle to like, even like figure out like those positive words. Right. And so I actually was talking to a friend and she was like, what are your strengths? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, when we're feeling low, it's hard. It's hard to find those things. And so she's like, oh, you've never took taken this Clifton Strengths test. Have you ever taken one of those, Julie? Oh, of course. Yes. And it's funny. I have a girlfriend and teammate who is just, she's a certified strengths coach and that's all she talks about. So when we have a conversation, I'll say something and she goes, oh, well, that's because empathy is the, is at the top for you. And, or she's in her, at the top of hers is includer. She's like, oh, includer, I have to invite everyone. So she's always talking about the strengths finder. Yes. Yeah. Well, I actually like reading your book and then taking that strength finders test. It was like the com- combination for me, like really just hit me. And so I was like, I have to bring this up because if you're struggling to find those words, like putting putting yourself as a, a little child is so powerful. And I think that's a really good starting point. And then having those strengths, if you can write down your strengths or take this test, and then it gives you them. And I don't know what it was, but like literally I took this test and then I showed up and I was reading your book and I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I, I'm kind of proud of myself. Like, look at all these strengths I have. Right. And I, it was just like, it just connected the dots for me. And so I want to say thank you for writing this book, because I think it's just so necessary in a world that can be like, we can just be so mean to ourselves. There's so much comparison in this world, right? Yes. And we've all heard the expression a hundred times, comparison is the thief of joy. And so we have to be ourselves. We're not gonna, we don't need to be anyone else. But I want to come back to something that you said just a minute ago. And you said you were talking to one of your girlfriends about your strengths. And really, that's a great place to 
also tap into when you're trying to find that positive language is to really, number one, think about your best friend and what are their best qualities? And they'll come to mind immediately, right? But then you're then you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, what are my best qualities? And if you can't come up with them on your own, ask that same friend. And they're gonna tell you right off the bat, oh, and then you can kind of settle into that, even without the strengths finder assessment. And go, you know what, I actually am a pretty good encourager, or I really am good at organizing all of our events that we do, or, you know, whatever it is, right? Um, But oftentimes our friends, our close friends are the ones that really can give us a view into ourselves that maybe we're not seeing because we're too caught up in all the other things. That's such a good point. I love that. And yeah, I mean, when I think about my friends, I could tell you a million great things about them. So that's a, yeah, yeah. Well, I also want to bring up too, like speaking of talking to our friends and stuff, I love the part in your book where you talk about Fineville. And I think that a lot of us live in Fineville. And in the book, um, you talk about Fineville is like, you know, people ask us, how are we? And it's like, oh, I'm fine. You know, you know, what's wrong? Nothing, you know, or, or, or how are, how are things going? Well, I'm busy, right? Like those are, these are the things that we commonly say and you kind of, you talk about it in your book and how does, I want to know, like, and I want others to hear, like, how does Fineville, if we stay in Fineville, right? How does this create barriers into the connections that we really desire? Oh, my word. I'm so glad you brought this up. And for anyone who's wondering, Fineville is a place that we oftentimes live where it's like, I'm fine, you're fine, everything's fine. And there's absolutely zero truth in any of it. And Fineville also isn't that great because if we're accepting Fineville as our life, that's not good enough for us, right? We need to stretch higher in our work, in our in our romantic relationships, in our friendships. Like we don't want to have just like fine marriages and fine friendships and fine jobs, right? We we want it to be better than that. But to your question about connection, I mean, when you have a conversation with someone and I say, Hi, Jill, how are you? And you say, Fine, thanks. And you, and I'm like, fine. You're like, okay, bye, have a great day. Like zero connection. I feel like that's the world we live in. (laughs) It is. It is. And, but but yeah, people do it all the time, but it's like, you, this is in regular life. This is in business. Those things happen all the time. But it's like, if we're really trying to be in relationship with a person, then we have to be a little more authentic and we have to take a layer down. And I did write about this and I know you're a fan of Jenna Kutcher as well, but I read her book. I guess it was last year or the year before, whenever it came out, how are you really? And I think just adding that to the end, how are you really gives people permission to actually answer with the truth. And certainly in a business environment or certain environments, we are not asking people to air all of their dirty laundry. Oh, let me tell you about this, right? And just spill for hours. But hey, I just want to genuinely check in with you. Are you doing okay? Because to your point at the beginning, everyone has hardships, right? We all have hardships. So if you can be open enough to tell me, you know what? It's been a hard week that this week. I'm struggling with one of my kids or something really hard happened at work or I'm not feeling well or whatever it is. 
then I can lean into you and we can build a stronger connection. And the truth is every friendship I've ever had, every deep friendship I've ever had in my life has been a result of someone sharing something vulnerable because then people draw closer. If we just stay on the surface, there is no connection. Yeah. So is there anything that you can think of that would make, because it can be scary, right? Because we're opening ourselves up for rejection. You know, maybe that person won't think we're as good of an employee or, you know, there's so many things that we open ourselves up to that can, we can, we can perceive, right? And before we start talking as a negative. So how do we learn to show up and be more vulnerable Is there anything that has worked for you in your life or is it like, you know, what was the process for you and how did that help you in your life? Well, it's interesting. I'll share an example. So when I was at Hershey and I joined kind of, I I was promoted into the last role that I had before I left to join John Gordon. And I had a team of mostly men and they were all about Hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? You know, move on. And then we just moved into the business. Right. And I started asking them questions. So I would notice things and I was just, it it was an awareness and a a choice to really be aware of what I saw going on with someone's face or their body language or whatever. So then I could say, Hey, you look a little bit agitated or uh, you seem a little bit stressed out about this or what's, what's this face about? (laughs) You know, not in a bad way, but just, I noticed this. Do you want to say more about it? Um, And starting to give, especially the guys, the permission to do that. It was incredible how our relationships developed. So it's not about, hey, tell me all the things, right? It's just getting a little bit more of a nugget than I'm fine, thanks, and you you know, just a little bit more. We have to take down the masks. And you re- I know you read the book. So I talked about kind of the I'm fine as being one of the masks that we wear. We all do it. And I re- I'll tell you another story. I, when I, the day I found out I had cancer, I had to go to the grocery store and do all the things and <laughs> whatever, like life goes on, right? All, everyone's life goes on, even when things are hard. So I went to the grocery store and I was getting in the checkout line and I was like, please, 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 please let the cashier be nice to me because I knew I was like, uh, like there, it wouldn't have taken much to tip the tears right out of my eyes. Um, And she was nice and it was great. But the point is we're all struggling with something. And if someone says like, tell me how you're doing, really, I, I could have said, you know what? It's a tough day. And the fact that you are so nice to me right now made all the difference. A lot of times people in these jobs operating all over the world in our lives, they don't know how impactful they really are just with a smile or a how are you doing today or thank you so much or whatever they're gonna ask. It's it's just that awareness and that that real checking in uh, with other humans. Yeah, it's so powerful and you know what? Speaking of smile, I want people to know, because when I read your title, it's Mirror, Mirror, Five Reflections to Clear the Fog and Help You Shine. Can you talk about the title a little bit? Because I actually learned a lot in your book. I was like, oh, oh, I'm thinking like clear the fog, like, you know, take the fog away from there. But it's actually 
Can you talk about like what does fog mean and what do, what is your acronym for shine and how can we kind yes. of apply that to our lives? Yes. So when I really thought about clearing the fog, um, the fog kind of stands for forgetting our greatness. So you get out of the shower in the morning and your mirror is all fogged up and you can't see your greatness in its in its full capacity and awesomeness, right? So fog is forgetting your greatness. And then shine, the acronym is this. So the S is smile. And inside the smile section, I really started by talking about smiling, but really the power of it. If you look up research on smiling, I did a lot of research for this book. And if you look up research on smiling, you will see so many phenomenal things about what a difference it makes. And and there are studies that show just the simple act of like turning the corners of your mouth upward actually starts to change your mood, even if you're not in a good mood. Like even if you're faking it at first, it starts to release a little bit of serotonin in your brain so you can start to change your mood. And, and there's so much more, but one of my favorite bits of research about smiling is that we can catch a smile from ourselves. So smiles are contagious. I'm smiling at you now. You're smiling back at me. We mirror each other all the time. Um, but the fact is, if I smile at myself in the mirror, I can catch it. And that contagious factor of being able to change myself and my mind and my mood by smiling at myself in the mirror. I don't have to rely on somebody else smiling at me. I can start to do it myself. So just lots and lots about, about smiling. And you think about it, it's free. We can all give it generously and we can all happily receive it and continue to pass those things along. So there's a lot more in that section, but that's the general just about the S, smile. And then the H is harmonize. And then there's two messages really inside there. One is about having your dreams, your words, and your actions in alignment. So in harmony, right? So if I say I want to write a book, then I should probably be typing some words every day, right? Maybe I should be spending 10 minutes a day or an hour a day or reallocating my time on the weekends or whatever it is. If I say I want to lose 10 pounds, I probably should schedule some workouts and maybe I should skip the burger or whatever it is, right? So just having that stuff in alignment. And then that second part of Harmonize is what we were just talking about around really taking down our mask and showing our real selves. So bringing our authentic selves to the world. And then I is impact. And impact, we can can kind of take some our own brain down the path of some of these things. But of course, we want to make a positive impact on the world. But there's a big piece in there about self-awareness. There's a study that I found that says 90% of us think that we're self-aware, but actually only 10 to 15% of us are. And that's a gigantic gap. That's So we think we, we know what we're bringing to the world, right? But we're not really bringing what we think we're bringing. And so taking a little bit of a step back and a look in the mirror, and I heard this incredible question in a sermon, and I sort of built it. But the first question I heard in a sermon a couple years ago was, what's it like to be on the other side of me? And I thought, wow, that could bring you some self-awareness. So I built that out a little bit more and said, hey, let's ask this question in multiple areas of our lives. What's it like to be on the other side of me for my husband? 
What's it like to be on the other side of me for my kids? What's it like to be on the other side of me with my colleagues or my coworkers? And so on and so forth. And really, if we're bold enough, ask them. What's it that's like? I was going to gonna say, do we ask them? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and great. I really thought about it, especially with my kids and my parenting. My son, I have a teenage son, he's 18. And in my head, when I really reflected on this, I thought, you know, he would probably say, it's, it feels very naggy. <laughs> feels like she's already all, always on me. She's always harping on me to clean my room and do the things and, and whatever. And so I really made an intention to start sharing when I noticed that he does something good. And literally it, this just happened the other day. I was, I woke up at like five in the morning and I was like, Oh, I forgot to ask Ryan to take out the trash. It's so stupid. Right. But I was like, the trash needs to get to the curb before seven 30 or whatever it is. So I get up at six and I'm like running downstairs going, Oh, I got to get the trash out. And the trash was already out. And the trash from the kitchen had been put into the bin before he took um, it to the curb. And, and you like, didn't have to ask. Wow. And I was like, I went into his bedroom after school that day and I was like, dude, you have no idea how much it meant to me that you did all of that. You took out the trash without me asking. And I know this sounds like a ridiculously small thing, but I Not said these words to him. <laughs> yeah. I said, I want you to know that I notice the good things too. I know I harp on you a lot, but I want you to really hear and notice that I see you when you do the good things too, because I don't want him if, you know, if I'm asking him that question, what's it like to be on the other side of me, you know, as your mom, I don't want him to say, gosh, all I do is get nagged all the time. Right. So I think that question, if we're willing to ask it, it's so powerful. Even our spouses, like we're not bringing the same thing. The truth about all of us is we're bringing one version to work. We're bringing another version to parenting. We're bringing another version to our spouse, you know, or another version to our friends, et cetera. So like just bringing that awareness is really big. So anyway, that's my, kind of my favorite love, part I of love that, that section. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the N is nourish. And that is pretty self-explanatory, but it's really exactly what you were talking about at the beginning. We cannot pour into other people if our tanks are empty. And we've all heard all the metaphors, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, put your oxygen mask on first, all the things. The reason people say those things over and over and over again is because they're true. And as women, especially, we try to keep, you talked about the holidays at the beginning. We just keep on keeping on. We are depleted, laying on the floor. Oh, sure, I'll make you some lunch. You know, like it, it's ridiculous, the things that we do. You know, even during Christmas, you talked about the holidays. My mother-in-law said something about, why don't you just put all the gifts in the bag, in a bag? I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't do, I don't do bags. I, I like wrapping. I want them they to They have wrapped. to unwrap it. But like, why? Why do they have to be wrapped? But anyway, just nourish is like, Figuring out what really nourishes you first, because what nourishes you is not the same thing that nourishes me, right? So figuring it out first and then doing it. And the other piece, and this really goes back to what you're talking about as well at the beginning about just being so busy, right? We're so busy and we have so much on our plates. And I think sometimes people think, well, there's no way I have time to nourish myself. And what I would encourage people to do in that situation is do it in tiny, tiny little time chunks. It might be a one song dance party in between meetings. It might be three or five deep breaths. It might be 
like laying on the floor of my office for five minutes, you know, just to, it, it, it could be, it could be a short meditation. It could be a walk around the block. It could, and it can be all the longer things, you know, the workouts, the spa, the whatever, but don't let the fact that you don't have an hour or two hours or a full day at the spa or whatever it is, hold you back from some small nourishment, little micro bites of nourishment. So yeah, uh, that's the yeah. end. Those are those are so impactful. And how about the E? The E is elevate. And you know, part of that is learning and growing. I love to learn and I love I mean, I am a personal development junkie, so I love to learn and so it's about learning and growing, but it's also about really being conscious of what we consume. So it is what we watch, what we read. Um, our social media is incredibly important. I, I highly recommend for anyone listening, go through your feed. And if you have negative people on your feed, mute them, unfollow them, do what you need to do, but don't let them drag you down. Because if you get sucked into that negative feed, you're not going to be able to elevate and grow. So I really do recommend a social media cleanup in addition to all the other things you're feeding yourself with, because it's, it's just an easy rabbit hole that a lot of people go down and we don't have to, we can just, my social media is literally the most positive place ever. I, I, I just, all the time I'm blown away by the way people feed in and comment. And I'm just like, I love these people. I love these people. They're so supportive and kind. And that's how it should be for all. Of, it can and should be for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, so that's the shine good structure. Point. I love that. And and it's such a good, uh, easy acronym to remember too, which makes it even better. Write it down. Um, so it's the end of January that people are listening to this. And so we've entered this new year. And around this time, I feel like people start to get a little bit more relaxed on their goals, right, than they were on January 1st. So do you have any tips on those trying to stay on top of their goals this year and shine? (laughs) Yes. I want to say about goals that it doesn't always have to be grinding and grinding and grinding. I don't want people to lose sight of their goals. Absolutely not. Keep your goals in your sight. But I just want to say that small steps matter. So we have big goals, but we can take tiny steps along the way. And we have to notice those. We have to notice and give ourselves credit for the small steps along the way. And also really kind of grace and compassion. And I'm just going to speak for myself right now. I've been sick a lot in the last few weeks. I had the flu and started to come back and then I got COVID and I'm still trying to come back from that. And so, and so many people have been sick. So I know I'm not alone, but I started kind of going down that path that you talked about around, gosh, I have all these goals and I want to do all these things. And I started kind of getting angry with myself. Like, why can't you just get up and start cranking this stuff out? And I, I literally cannot right now. And so I'm just trying to say, Great job, Julie, on that writing that you did yesterday. And great job, Julie, on taking a walk outside. Maybe it wasn't the workout, you know, the Peloton or the whatever I wanted to do or whatever, but I'm just saying great job on the small things. And I will 
get back to full power and we're all going to get back to full power and we're going to alternate between kind of full power and maybe dips in our lives and our health and our business and whatever. And we just have to notice and celebrate whatever progress is happening and get back on course. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important to remember progress over perfection. They like to say, right? Yeah. And, and it is good. And actually something that you talk about at the end of your book, I am starting to implement. It's a little slow, so I'm giving myself kudos for progress um, <laughs> because I have to get into the rhythm of it. But you talk about a gratitude jar in your house and how you can have like pieces of paper by it and then write something um, either that you're grateful for. And for me, I was thinking with my kids, like something that you're that you're proud of yourself for. And then when you have those moments that you can put them in a jar at the end of the week or the month and you can pull out these things. And I was like, wow, I love that. Like, I love that concept and the idea for families, right? Because we like to have, we do like family meetings. Um, sometimes they're not every week. Let's just that's just out of honesty here because this is life without secrets. Uh, you know, like, but again, progress, right? Like we, we have them. And so we get to, I'm like, my idea is that I'm at this next family meeting. We're going to pull out this jar that you talk about and then we can go through there and it leads to like more deeper conversations and also in like a positive way. So I really just wanted to thank you for that idea. Oh my gosh, of course. And that that is only one example in kind of some broader research about gratitude that says when you document it, it really sticks even more. And just documenting it in whatever way, the gratitude jar, the journal, whatever way you do that. And especially teaching kids at such a young age is so powerful because our brains can be rewired, right? So they say with your brain, what fires together, wires together, which essentially means whatever you do the most of is going to be the strongest connection inside your brain. So when we teach our children to practice gratitude at a young age, then their default mechanism inside their brain actually becomes a more grateful view of life. And that's so incredible. And then the other thing about those jars, if you or your husband or any of your kids were like, oh, this was a terrible week, right? Or a terrible month or a terrible year or whatever time period anyone wants to listen to. And then you start pulling out the things and it's like, oh, I forgot that happened. Oh, someone held the door open for me. Oh, my teacher said my project was awesome. Oh, somebody gave me a hug. You know, all the things that you probably forgot about it. That's where the documentation reminds your brain that the good things are actually still happening. That is awesome. It's it's so fun to do too. Well, what do you have coming up in 2024, Julie? Because I just, I, I've loved this book and I'm excited for the new year and I'm sure you have some exciting things coming up as well. So tell us what you have. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, yes, uh, the most exciting thing that's happening this year is I'm co-writing a book with one of my friends and teammates, Amy P. Kelly, and it's called You Grow Girl, Plant and Pursue the Power of You. And it's all about women. It's for women of all ages. And it's about, again, pursuing their personal power through growth. 
And it's just been a really fun writing process, very different co-writing versus writing on your own. And we've learned so much about each other and about just growth in general. And we're just really excited to build not only a book and a journal that's going to come out on International Women's Day, March 8th, but also build it even further into a podcast, into events, into all the things so we can really help women grow. So we're really excited about that this year. I am so excited about it too. And I just love the title. (laughs) It's so much fun. It just has this like fun, uplifting, positive vibe to it that like, you know, us women all need to know and feel. So I'm so excited. March 8th, right? That's the day we can grab it. Okay. Well, I will be looking out for that. Well, I thank thank you. you Yeah. Thank you so much for being such an incredible guest on here and sharing your heart and your insights with us. How can people connect with you from here? They can go to julienee.com, N-E-E, and they can also find me on Instagram at julienee108 or LinkedIn, of course, at Julie. They'll find me, julienee, on LinkedIn. So I would love to connect with anyone listening. And uh, if you want to check out Mirror Mirror, there is a Mirror Mirror separate with, well, mirrormirrorbook.com. So we can link all of those things in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. We'll go connect with Julie and grab her book and wait for her book to come out March 8th, 2024. And go grab her book, You Grow Girl, as well. If you found value in today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and stay tuned for more empowering conversations. Until next time, smile, keep shining, and live authentically. Awesome. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Life Without Secrets. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.